0: Church, I am turning now to the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter, verses 1 through 8. If you would, out of respect for the good news of Jesus Christ, please stand this morning and hear these words from our Savior. This is about John the Baptist preparing the way. Here begins the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. In the book of the prophet Isaiah, God said, Look, I am sending my messenger before you, and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare a pathway for the Lord's coming. Make a straight road for him. This messenger was John the Baptist. He lived in the wilderness and was preaching that people should be baptized to show that they had turned from their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. People from Jerusalem and from all over Judea traveled out into the wilderness to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from camel hair, and he wore a leather belt. His food was locusts and wild honey, and he announced, Someone is coming soon who is far greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to be his slave. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. Church, you may be seated. So, church, I I have to admit to you that every time I uh, read this gospel text uh, in our New Testament scriptures and Come across the uh, description about John the Baptist. I always have a good chuckle, right? I, I mean, think about it. Think about what what he's wearing. Okay, definitely uh, not a fashion statement today. I, I I kind of think about it like this. You know, what what if your preacher one day uh, came out uh, in camel's hair? Right? Uh, it, it it would be a la- you you would probably laugh me off the stage, right? Uh, If I were to go to some street corner and wear this particular uh, attire, uh, folks would probably think, what has gotten into this guy, right? Okay, so I'm I'm laughing every time I, I read this text. But here's the thing, here's the thing, okay, on a very serious note, okay? There is deep spiritual meaning to what John the Baptist is wearing. Okay? And I want to go there with you for a moment and explore some of these things, okay? Uh, So, let me turn to the text once again this morning and highlight a particular verse to you. By the way, in the Gospels, when it mentions John the Baptist's garments, his clothing, that is one of those rare instances that the Holy Word of God emphasizes clothing, emphasizes garments, actually gives detail to what an individual is wearing, okay? Now, when God's Word does something like that, actually explains, hey, this is what an individual was wearing. It's important, okay? It's very, very important. So, let us go there now. What I want to do is open up with verse 6 and have you hear it again. It says this, his clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather, leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. Okay, let's talk about a coarse material like camel's hair. If you have ever been around a camel or touched a camel or ridden a camel, okay, camel hair is very, very coarse, okay? But get this, you can actually take a camel's hide, okay, and wrap it around your body. Of course, using that hide to protect you from uh, the elements, to keep you warm, and how would you make sure that that hide is fastened securely around your body? Hey, you'd put a belt on or a piece of rope to make sure that it is tightly fitted around your body, but the whole hide of a camel will fit perfectly around one's body. Now, let's speak a moment about the coarseness of camel's hair. When I was in the Holy Land, I had the awesome opportunity of riding a camel. And let me just tell you, it's by no means riding a car or a motorbike. Very uncomfortable. Camels are very aggressive uh, animals, and often they are in a bad mood. And they will spit at you, by the way, okay? Thank the good Lord. The camel that I rode on uh, was in a good mood, okay? So I thank God for that. Came back... Uh, in in one piece. But that, that coarseness, okay, of a camel's hair is important. You see, John had wrapped himself in this camel's hair as a way of telling the world something, you see. And that message that he wanted to offer to the world by wearing camel's hair was to say this, repent, 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 and believe the Lord. So, what he is offering, what he is preaching, okay, he was actually living himself, and that's very, very important, okay? So, camel's hair is symbolic of one repenting before the Almighty God. Of course, this uh, this uh, belt was to fasten it. Now, let, let me also make this point, okay? John's attire is also important because it links him to somebody else in the New Testament that we all have heard of and know. And that prophet's name from the Old Testament Scriptures is Elisha, okay? Now, get this, very important, because the Word of God often does this for us. It links us from Old Testament to New Testament, okay? I want to go to a text from Second Kings, Second Kings chapter 1, verse 8. Now, this is the Bible's explanation about this prophet, Elisha, and what he is wearing. Hear these words verse 8. They replied, he was a hairy man, okay? He was a hairy man and he wore a leather belt around his waist. Who was this? None other than Elisha the Tishbi, the king Exclaimed. Now, when the Bible says, hey, he was a hairy man, what that meant was he actually had a hairy garment that was wrapped around his body, secured with a belt. So you see, these prophets and their garments, it is setting them apart from everyone else because they had ultimately holy work to do. That God had called them to do. Now, let me highlight the fact of what John the Baptist is wearing. Uh, excuse me, eating. Okay, he was eating. Scripture says locusts. Now, I don't know about you, but in the Franklin household, we 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 eat we eat some interesting stuff, but not locusts. Okay, anybody here eat locusts at home? nobody okay wild honey we 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 wild honey at home it's good stuff okay helps with the allergies here's why here's why john the baptist was eating locust and wild honey i'm going to go to leviticus okay one of the books of law in the old testament get this Leviticus chapter 11, I'm going to pick up with verse 22, okay, from the Word of God. The insects you are permitted to eat include all kinds of locusts. Now, I didn't, I didn't know that. Did you know that there are many different species of locusts? Here's one for you. Bald locusts. Bald locusts. Guess what else you can eat, the Word of God says. It says that you can eat Crickets. And grasshoppers, yum, yum, fry them, boil them, right? Yum. Grasshoppers, locusts, crickets, all other winged insects that walk along the ground are detestable to you, but you can eat these certain bugs. It says, why? Get this, because it's kosher, it is clean. Wild honey is clean. You see, what we need to know about John the Baptist is he wasn't going to Starbucks for a refresher. He was actually taking from the land, you see, because he had a mission. He had a divine Purpose and he was always on the move. So, he was not in the marketplace, if you will, getting his food, getting his nourishment. He was out and taking from the land. Now, what we can take from John the Baptist, going back to our text for this morning, is this. His outfit his garments, okay, listen carefully, his garments, his clothing were only validating his message, you see. His clothing only gave greater and deeper emphasis to his message okay what i mean by that is john the baptist and his clothing and the message that he offered was this hey there is true spiritual value to humility to commitment and to the spiritual discipline of repentance listen what he was telling the people in his day and time he was doing himself you see, he was living himself, okay? Very, very important there. Let's hear what John had to say once again. I'm picking up with verse seven. Here's what John announced, okay? Someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of my sandals. I baptize you with water, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So you see, John the Baptist was basically saying, look, I'm not the Savior. I'm not the one. I'm not the man. So, when the man comes, when Jesus comes, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to step aside. I'm going to get in the background and let Jesus do what Jesus is going to do for the world, and that is transform it. I'm only here, John the Baptist is telling us, to prepare you, you see, to prepare you for His coming. Church, listen to me. This is very, very important. Take note of this. Every one of us need a John the Baptist in our lives. Every one of us need a truth teller in our lives. Let me explain. You see, a truth teller is someone who is never afraid nor swayed by being canceled out, you see. A truth-teller is someone who is never swayed nor afraid by someone else's intimidation. A truth-teller, a John the Baptist, is someone who is never swayed nor afraid by someone else's personal agenda. They are the truth-teller. They are the individual who will tell you like it is. They're not going to beat around the bush. They're not going to mince Words. They're going to tell you like it is. Now, listen to me. What they're telling you is truth in love, scripture tells us from 1 Corinthians. The writer is Paul. They speak truth in love. And as I said last week, that truth may not be what we want to hear, but guess what? It's truth that we need to hear. Each and every one of us needs a truth teller in our lives. And here's the thing about a truth teller, a John the Baptist. If you have been ignoring the truth-teller in your own life, if you have run away from your own truth-teller in your life, reconsider. Reconsider that today. Pray about that. Wrestle with that, because now more than ever, we need the truth-tellers in our lives that keep us grounded, that make sure we are anchored in the Word of God, in prayer, in worship, in fellowship, in the best way that we can do in this COVID pandemic, we need the truth tellers that will always, always, always keep us grounded. Now, church, one last thing about a truth teller, okay? A truth teller is someone who always communicates, an invitation to respond, okay? Let me say that again. A truth teller is always someone who communicates an invitation for you and I as the body of Christ to respond. Let me end with this scripture, and it is the invitation from yet another prophet who is foretelling about the coming of John the Baptist. Listen to these words. This is from the prophet Isaiah. This is the invitation from the truth teller so that we can respond. He says this, Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Make clear the path for him. Let us pray.